Mix 96 WKOVFM, your home of real fun radio, and of course, Reds Country, our Reds affiliate, Fox Sports 105.3. Jackson County, are you ready to welcome the Reds? Give them a big Reds welcome, huh? All right. Absolutely. Hey, give a warm welcome. Please welcome Tommy Thrall, the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. Welcome, Tommy. The vice president and general manager of the Cincinnati Reds, Nick Crawl. Nick, thank you. Welcome to Jackson. Reds fans, we know you know this guy, outfielder TJ Field. Welcome, TJ. Please make welcome minor league pitcher Casey Legamina. Did I say that right? Okay, I didn't call you Linguini. I've heard that. We'll talk about that a little later on, all right? And last but not least, say good, uh, good afternoon to Nick Northcutt. Nick, another one of the Reds' up-and-coming prospects. So, guys, we're glad to have you here. We're going to let you get settled in. If you want to grab something to eat, to help yourself to the buffet back there a little later on, Tommy's going to have a Q&A with all of you folks here. So, so glad to have you guys. Welcome to Jackson County and Reds country here. And, of course, Mix 96 FM, Real Fun Radio. Give them another nice round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. All right, Porterhouse, we will be back with more as we broadcast live from the Reds Caravan 2023 here on Mix 96 FM. Reds fans, give it up for the Cincinnati Reds in the house. Make it a stop in Jackson for us today. The first time ever the Reds Caravan pays us a visit. We are so glad to have them. And, hey, stand by. When we come back, the voice of the Reds, Tommy Thrall, is going to host a live Q&A with our guest on the stage. And then you all be thinking of questions that you would like to each one of the, uh, ask uh, each one of these guys. And you'll have the opportunity to do so when we roll on here at Mix 96 FM. All right, 151 in Southern Ohio here at Mix 96 FM and Total Media. And, of course, your home of Reds baseball on our sister station, Fox Sports 105.3 FM. How about it again one more time for the Cincinnati Reds, ladies and gentlemen? Everybody having a good time? Yeah. You know, I got to admit, a lifelong Reds fan grew up listening to Marty and Joe out back on the back porch, just like all of us did, I'm sure, uh, growing up here in Southern Ohio. But what a great job that Tommy Thrall has done since he's joined the Reds. What, how long has it been now, Tommy? Five years? This is year number five going into it. Uh, it's hard to believe, but yeah, yeah, going into the fifth year. Wow, five years, and of course, well, I'm going to let you introduce the guys, ask a lot of questions. How about it for Tommy? You're doing a great job, right? Yeah. Thank you. So, you know, I'm sure you probably even asked this a million times, but man, coming in behind the Hall of Famer, and we're going to get to see Marty Friday over in Athens, but coming in behind Marty, man, big shoes to fill, but I have a feeling that Marty had a lot to do with you coming to the Reds, right? He was, uh, he was a huge influence, and I was really fortunate to be able to work with him the year that I did in, in 2019. Uh, great guy, great mentor to me, and uh, as a fan of broadcasting like I am, I mean, it was truly a pleasure to be able to spend some time with him, pick his brain, and see how he went about his business. So that was, that was an honor for me, and now it's a privilege for me to call him a friend. Or before I let you take over and talk to some of the guys with the questions up there, one thing that, you know, we were down for affiliate day on Monday, and you guys were so, you and the Cowboy, uh, Jeff Brantley, were just so gracious to one of our Total Media team members, Cedric Granger, from our sister station, WATH, over in Athens, and I really appreciate the time that you spent with him, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we got a couple of minor leaguers up there, you knock around, the long bus rides, you know, making your way to the majors. Tell us a little bit about your journey to the broadcast booth at the major league level. 
level. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot different than some of the players. I, I spent a lot longer in the minor leagues, I think, than most players would like to spend. I was about 15 years in the minor leagues, bouncing around long bus trips. I think the longest I had was about 12 hours, went from Kansas City up to Canada, uh, played in Winnipeg. And, and so it was, uh, it was a long journey as a broadcaster, uh, but it was a fun one. I bounced around from uh, Kansas City, went out to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina for a little while, then uh, a couple of years in Davenport, Iowa. Uh, before I got to Pensacola, which was a Reds affiliate at the time. Uh, they were a Reds affiliate all seven years I, I was there, and uh, fortunately met a lot of great people from the Reds. This guy to my right, Nick Crawl, Reds general manager, was one of those people, and uh, I, it, was, it was then in that time that I really kind of fell in love with the Reds organization and realized what a great organization, great people they had, and uh, now I'm honored to be here. Yeah, and you know, I don't think a lot of people realize this, how big the Reds Radio Network is. The Reds Radio Network is the number three uh, sized network across all of Major League Baseball. I think, what, only Atlanta and I'm trying to remember who the St. other. St. Louis is the other one. Yeah, yeah in St. Louis. And outside that, the Reds have a great network of, of affiliates uh, across the Buckeye State and into West Virginia, Indiana, and really all over the United States. So, folks, I'm going to turn it over to Tommy. He's going to talk to the guys up there. Again, be thinking of questions that you have for these guys and we'll do a little Q&A here as we continue with the Reds Caravan on Mix 96 FM. Tommy? All right, thanks JJ, appreciate it and uh, thank you all for coming here. This is uh, this is great. It's an honor for us to be here and get to connect with you guys as Reds fans here all across Reds country. I'll start with uh, Nick Crawl sitting here to my right. He's our Vice President General Manager and uh, Nick I, I know that everybody talks about this rebuild that this organization's in. Kind of taking the next step forward this year. Some guys to look forward to seeing. Obviously some pitchers that are hoping to take the next step this year. What excites you the most going into 2023? I think what excites me the most is the young players on the big league roster, right? It's, it's, we, we had some guys come up last year in the starting pitching, Hunter, uh, Nick Lodolo, Graham Ashcraft, Alexis Diaz pitched really well. TJ came up last year and, and solidified himself on the major league roster. Tyler Stevenson, uh, Jonathan India, the, the guys at the major league levels, uh, the major league level are the guys that are setting the core for this team. I think we've gotten very young over the last probably 18 months, and by doing that, I, I think it just sets the tone for uh, moving forward. TJ, uh, I think a lot of people maybe don't necessarily realize the rookie year that you had. I mean, you were among the league leaders, league rookie leaders and slugging percentage, uh, one of the top guys as far as triples go. How much did you learn last year, and how excited are you, especially with all the youth on this team going into this year? Yeah, you know, I, I learned a lot last year. Um, you know, I was up and down a little bit in the first half and made some adjustments and some changes to my swing to better myself, and then I was fortunate to get called back up and um, just try to make an impact the best way I can and help the team win whenever I can. Um, and moving forward, especially this year, I'm really excited because of the group we have. And kind of like Nick was talking about, the young core that we have with the guys mixed with the older veterans like Joey and some of the other guys. Like, we have a good clubhouse, and we have a good core and a good community, and it's something that, that carries a long way through the team when you have a community like that. Casey Legomina joining us here. Uh, you came over in a trade for a very popular player. Kyle Farmer came over. I know for personally for Nick, that was a, that was a tough trade to make. But as you come over, you spent some time uh, in the minor leagues dealing with the pitch clock. That's something that we will be seeing a lot of this year at the major league level. Tell us what you liked about it and, and what can fans expect about that? Um, they can definitely expect a quicker ball game for sure. I liked it just because it speed up the game a little bit, just keeps you always on your toes. And then compared to like, you know, in the game now, sometimes you'll see that pitchers and the hitters, they'll try to ice each other like the kicker in football. 
And then you just got guys standing up there and getting in and out of the box or up and off the mound, you know, just trying to mess with timing. And I think it's going to be a good thing just to keep the game moving and keep a good rhythm. And Nick Northcutt, finally on to you, another guy that was acquired in a trade. You came over in the Tommy Pham trade. Uh, you are unique in that you grew up basically in Cincinnati, just outside in Mesa. It's a suburb of Cincinnati. How much of an honor is it for you to be back in Cincinnati and, and with this organization? I mean, it's a, it's a dream come true, man. I mean, it feels like a movie ever since the day I got that phone call that I, uh, I was traded back to the Cincinnati Reds to come to the hometown team. But, um, you know, growing up, it's just – the culture that's that's been built here in Cincinnati it's it's unmatched across the, across the board in baseball and you know we have such great history and great teams and you know I'm just really looking forward to uh, getting to go out there every single night and put on for the city. All right, very good. And I know we've got some questions in the audience. JJ, I think you're going yeah. around. You got some yeah. questions for us? Well, I've got a quick question for TJ. Uh, you know, something that was talked about uh, during the affiliate luncheon in Cincinnati on Monday. But, you know, an awesome rookie year last year for you, obviously. And, and uh, as, as, uh, as Nick said, you, you've kind of solidified yourself at the major league level. Talk a little bit about that, because I thought that was interesting on Monday, how they were talking, you know, you get to the majors and you're the young guy. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're used to running around 18, 19. 20 years old and you've got 36 37 year old guys in there a lot of veterans talk about that transition from the minors and solidifying yourself in the majors yeah it's always a tough transition you know coming up and and coming up on their roster with some older guys with experience and some of the veterans on the team and I think the biggest thing and the biggest adjustment is that comfortability of um, being in the locker room and being in that mixture of, of that group of guys and uh, I think that's one of the best things that we have in our clubhouse is that unity throughout the team, whether you're old, young, new, uh, been around for a long time like, like Joey has or some new guys that come over in a trade. Like We see each other as a teammate, and we're all teammates, and we're family, and we're together, and we play for each other, and that's what kind of helps with that comfortability level. Yeah, and obviously, you know, when you get to that level, like you know, the guys talked about Monday – Getting there is one thing, staying there is another. So it's uh, great to have that confidence headed into the spring. We wish you the best of luck. Casey, one quick question for you. Talk a little bit about, you had an awesome high school career. You know, you're a pitcher, but you could hit the baseball pretty well as well coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I was expected to be a two-way guy going into college, but I had some arm issues coming out of high school that I didn't get fixed until after I got drafted. So, my hitting career ended early right before college just because it was bothering me hitting. And so, yeah, then I made the full transition to pitching, and then that's when my pitching career just really took off. Fantastic. Thank you. All right, folks, it's your chance to ask the Reds any questions. Hands up if you got a question you would like to ask one of the guys. Okay, right here. Go ahead. To go, give me your name and your question. All right, my name's Rusty. Uh, my first question is for Casey. Coming fresh out of these development systems and being a young guy and all the roster moves coming off, uh, last season, you're obviously going to see some opportunities, and that's why they went and got you for Kyle. Um, what are you most looking forward to to get to work with a guy like DJ, especially coming, you know, off off these development teams? Yeah, so I actually I've heard a lot of really good things about him. My uh, pitching coach that I had back with the Twins actually called me after I got traded and told me that he knew him and that I was going to be in good hands with him. And so you know, I'm excited. And I've heard good things, even like Trevor Bauer talking about him you know, and saying he's one of the best pitching coaches he's ever worked with. And so just hearing things like that and not actually meeting him yet is really reassuring and, you know, knowing that I'm in a good place. So, yeah. Do you have another question or no? If anyone else has got that. Okay, anybody else have any questions for the guy? All right. 
I know this guy over here. Don't get me in trouble. This is my father-in-law, okay? I got family in the house today. I got to put up with him. Uh, what college do you guys go to, and how hard was it to get where you're at now? Well, for me, I ended up getting drafted out of high school, so I was committed to uh, Vanderbilt University, um, and then June of 2018, my world changed, and I got drafted by the Boston Red Sox, and uh, got to grow up in that, that environment for, the, for a couple of years, but you know, now, we, now we're here, and uh, you know, it, it feels good to be home. I went to Gonzaga University out in Spokane, Washington. But I'd say, I mean, coming over, getting drafted is, you know, just a lot of hard work. It's a lot of sacrifice within your family and, you know, your friends and stuff because you miss out on a lot of things like, you know, you're going and playing baseball tournaments on the weekend or, tra you know, training during the week. So you miss, on a lot of, you miss out on a lot of key things that your, your friends that maybe don't play sports do. And so, you know, you always see, like, maybe their Instagram story or something. You know, they're out at the beach on this weekend, but then, you know, you're, you know, maybe playing in Peoria, Arizona, playing, you know, a baseball tournament for the weekend. And so, you know, you just miss out on some key stuff. So you really just got to, you know, if you love it, you know, you're just going to keep doing it and, you know, you're going to work hard at it. I went to a University of Nevada, Reno, and um, played three years there. Got drafted in 2016 by the Reds and um, been in the organization ever since then. But I think, you know, once you sign and get drafted, that's obviously a lifelong goal. But that's where another journey starts. You need to continue working, continue training, and try and do whatever you can to stand out to move to that next level. And even once you make it to the major leagues, um, you know, I think JJ said it himself, it's, once you get to the major leagues, it's, it's nice and it's a lifelong dream, but it's, it's harder to solidify yourself to stay and to prove yourself and to stay at the major level. So the work's never done. You, know, you always got to keep working each and every day. You always got to do whatever you can to stand out. Awesome. Any other question? Okay, got one in the back here. We'll make our way there and we'll get back to Ron as well. Again, you're listening to live coverage of the Reds Caravan 2023 at Mix 96, WKOVFM. O'Kill, your name, sir? Yes, my name is Remo. And my question for uh, the general manager, Nick, with uh, the New York Met owner being willing to spend an insane amount of cash and the other big market teams out there like the Yankees, the Dodgers, all of those teams. How are the red small market team going to be able to compete with that? Our, our focus is to build a good foundation in the minor leagues to first. If you have a good foundation in the minor leagues, you've got players like these guys that are going to come up through your minor league system and be productive and be part of your core at the big league level. And that's what our goal is. Our goal is to build a strong minor league team, build a strong, create a strong core in the major leagues, and then start winning from there. I think one thing you said on Monday, too, Nick, that I like, maybe you could expand on that a little bit more, is, look, you don't really like the word rebuild. I mean, you guys do want to win now, and obviously I know that starts in the farm system, but, you know, your goal is to win. We're, you know, we're not rebuilding. The Reds want to win right now. Yeah, I, I think on Monday the question was asked about being competitive, and I said I hate the word competitive. I think competitive is a losing word. Uh, the word competitive means you were just good enough to lose. And our goal is to win. Our goal is going to always be to win, no matter what the environment, what we have to do. But that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to create that farm system to be able to create a core at the big leagues to win off of that core, not to com be competitive. Great answer. Okay, you had another question for him, Ron. Yeah, do you guys uh, love playing the game, or is it a job? I always said that 
day that it feels like a job is the day that I'd be done playing. This is a game that I started playing when I was four years old in the backyard with my dad. Um, and every day since then, it's, it's been the greatest quote-unquote job in the world. You know, I don't look at it like a job. It's my career, but it's a game. It's a kid's game. Everyone knows baseball is a kid's game, and you have to treat it like a kid's game. Because you go out there, you have fun while you're playing, and you get to play with some of your best friends that you have for life. So, yeah. I would say, yeah, I don't really treat it like a job. I mean, you do in a sense, you know, because you got to show up to the field every day. You got to put the work in. So, I mean, but you got to have as much fun as possible with it because, yeah, at the end of the day, it is a game. And so if you're not having fun with it, then it's going to be a lot harder for you to go out there and compete every day. Yeah, I mean, we, we definitely play the hardest game, you know, out there. And it's very taxing mentally and physically. Um, but, you know, the, the love that we have for this sport, you know, we all play this game to be remembered. You know, at the end of the day, it's about going out there, winning with your team, and, and doing something rememberable. Um, so, you know, that, that's the real reason why we play this game. Hey, Nick, quick question for you. Uh, you're just watching some of your highlights as we prepared for the stop here. Um, I mean, you're a slugger. I mean, some of those babies were moonshots that, that we would see. So talk a little bit about as you've made your way through the minors, adjusting to the pitching and how that l differs a little bit from level to level. Um, obviously, you're killing it in the minors right, right now, and I'm sure this spring you're going to get your shot um, in Arizona. But just talk a little bit about the difference in the pitching that you see as you progress through the levels. Yeah, I mean, as you as you move up in levels, uh, the pitching gets a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better. The pitchers are a lot smarter. They know how to attack you. They do their homework, um, and they really study up. And, you know, for me, my, my first two years, I, I kind of struggled. I, didn't, I haven't really proven myself, and then we had the COVID year. So I went into 2021 kind of up in the air, didn't know what to expect, and ended up having my best consistent season. Um, I had some power. I, I hit for average. I hit – and, you know, for slugging and stuff. And this past year, I had a big power surge, but I, I kind of lost a little bit of that consistency of, of controlling the game, controlling my walks, really making sure I'm taking it pitch by pitch. So that's what I'm really looking forward to this year is learning and picking, and picking the brains of the guys that are up there now and, um, you know, just trying to, you know, be a sponge and soak it all in. Now keep an eye on him because I'm telling you, he is a slugger. He's going to be fun to watch as he makes his way up through the uh, Reds organization. Any other questions? I think we had one of you guys. Okay, we got a question over here. On the way over, Nick Crawl, I was listening earlier to one of the other stations that you guys stopped at, so I'm going to put you on the spot because everybody in this room loves the river in Portsmouth. I mean, it's, it's famous. We love a good steak here in Jackson County. But you also mentioned Hickey's, which we love Hickey's hamburgers in Portsmouth, so I'm putting you on the spot you got to make a choice. Is it going to be, if you're stopping in Portsmouth, which is it? Is it going to be the River or is it going to be Hickey's? I'm going to go to Hickey's. I like the soup, too. <laughs> there you go. Well, we were, the, we were there last week. We stopped by and had some Hickey's. So, yeah, give them a round of applause. They like the Hickey's, right? Yeah. All right, bud. You got a question? Yeah. How old were you when you started playing baseball, and did you play any other sports? And that's for all the guys, right? Yeah. Right. I was uh, probably – about four years old when I started playing, like maybe a little younger, just playing with my dad and stuff in the backyard. But uh, like when I started playing Little League was about four years old. Um, and but growing up, I played every sport possible. I played football, basketball, baseball, soccer, I actually played one year in lacrosse. Um, and then even in high school, whenever it was the season, so like football season was fall, basketball was winter, baseball was spring. 
and that's how I treated it. And I wanted to play every sport as as I could, so I can kind of gain that athleticism and not just stick to baseball. I didn't start playing only baseball until I went to college. So I played football, basketball, and baseball all through high school. I would say for me, I mainly played baseball growing up, but I also did play a little bit of hockey. And then I played three years of lacrosse right before I got to high school. But I was mainly focused on baseball. You know, growing up, my dad played baseball. And so, like, it was just something I always focused on the most. But, you know, I had a basketball hoop in the backyard, so I was still, you know, messing around playing other sports. You know, I'd go kick a soccer ball, throw a football around, you know, stay athletic. But, you know, mainly it was just baseball and a little bit of hockey and lacrosse for me. For me, man, like, ever since I remember being a little kid, I think my dad bought me, like, an old plastic tee and a big yellow bat. And ever since that day, it was game over. I was in the living room hitting homers and just trying to get it over the kitchen or – you know, what have you, but, you know, it, I, I played, you know, basketball and football up until about sixth grade, and then once I got to around, like, the middle school, high school realm, I, I really focused on baseball because this is what I want to do. You know, this is, this is my dream and, and my passion, and, you know, I pour everything into it. Well, Nick, good news is, is, like, you never grow up. Porter and House and I are in our 50s. We still have the big fat Albert bat and the big ball. We have huge games at the radio station, I'm telling you, man. So, hey, got time for one more question. Hayden Milligan. All right, this one here is for Tommy Thrall. Uh, first, I'm going to start with a comment. I got to say, I have enjoyed your work, and I think I speak for a lot of different people when I say that. I've called a game. It's not as easy as it looks. Um, so my question for you is this, okay? I know you've called a handful of games. Or I mean a handful. I mean a whole lot of games for the Reds. Walk-offs, heartbreakers, everything in between. What game would you say stands out more than any other game you've done? That's a good question. Great pipes, by the way, and uh, thanks for the comment. Um, I don't know if I want to talk after hearing your voice. Um, I, I, I have, I, it, it's been fun. I, I, walk-offs are always exciting, and uh, th there was one game against the Padres where it was a, it was a hard-fought battle. It was right after uh, COVID restrictions had been lifted in San Diego. Um, Jonathan India, Tyler Stevenson both had huge, huge home runs in the ninth inning. Um, unfortunately, that game didn't go the Reds' way, but it just stands out because the energy, it, it kind of had a playoff feel to it because the stadium was packed, people were glad to be back, and it really showcased what, what the youth could do for this team and, and kind of started to give you a taste of where this organization's headed. But I think as far as games I've called with the Reds, the Wade Miley no-hitter stands out the most. For one, I, I was barely able to keep my head up because I had just had my second COVID shot the night before, <laughs> and uh, I was feeling it, and I was struggling just to be there, but it was also our first game back on the road from COVID, uh, but that, and, and it was a no-hitter, so that, it was a very, very memorable night, uh, I think, for everybody involved, and it was just really cool to see Wade dominate the way he did against Cleveland. Awesome. Thanks for that. And uh, thank you all for the questions. How about a nice round of applause for Tommy Thrall of the Reds? We certainly appreciate it, and we do want to respect, uh, be respectful of you guys' time because we know you guys are going to be on the road. They're off to Ravenswood, West Virginia from here, and then down to Charleston tonight. So they've got a busy day. We are going to give you guys some time to get some autographs. So if you would, just remain seated. We'll fill you in on how to do that in just a minute. Real quick, Tommy, I want to brag on Hayden. Hayden started with us, what, five, six years ago? And he started at the very bottom, board up in games, late nights, and uh, has worked really, really hard. We finally put him out on the play-by-play -play trail this year, and he's killing it for us. So... I'm glad to hear that, and uh, Hayden, that's the same way I got started. So I did everything I could at the small market radio station in my college town, and uh, now here I am. 
All right. All right. Hey, one more time for the Reds, folks, and we will be back with more of the Reds Caravan 2023 here on Mix 96 FM. Mix 96 WKOVFM, your home of real fun radio. It's the Reds Caravan 2023 here live in Jackson, Ohio. And we thank you so much for listening today. And again, we want to remind our fans that uh, hopefully next year we'll be able to maybe open this up to the public again. Uh, first time the Reds have been out on the caravan since COVID. So they are trying to get to as many uh, affiliates and cities uh, as they can over the next few days. So hopefully next year this will be a bigger and big, uh, better event here in Jackson, but want to say thanks. I mentioned him on the air earlier. Joe Zarehusen of the Cincinnati Reds, and he handles uh, affiliate relations and wears a lot of different hats within the organization, including the PA announcer in Great American Ballpark. Joe, thanks so much for coming to Jackson, man. We so appreciate it. Oh, JJ, this has been great. We appreciate everything you do for us, as I was saying to you and, and a couple of other folks. Uh, it's only been a few years since uh, since we've had this partnership, but it's been tremendous. You guys treat us so well, and I really you know, we've been talking about getting a caravan stop down here. And as you can see, it, I mean, it, you put it together and it worked out very, very well. Thank you for your hospitality. Well, I, you, we got to give a big thank you to uh, Mandy Harris here at Park's Edge Events Center. She worked very, very hard. Our uh, general uh, manager, Courtney Leach, uh, was instrumental. Uh, zip printing and the gang back there, Stacy, big Reds fan. Now, she wants Billy Hamilton back. Any chance of that happening? <laughs> Funny, we were talking about Billy before. There's some great caravans stories having to do with Billy. <laughs> but yeah, Stacy again, Zip Pretty, just the entire Total Media staff. And of course, we're not done here at Total Media because we're going to be in Athens um, for another leg of the caravan on Friday. And so we're looking forward to that at our sister station, WATH. But Joe, again, we, we just so appreciate it. And I know you got to be excited. Talk a little bit about, I mean, you know, you're at the ballpark every day as the PA announcer. What's your schedule look like in the off season? Uh, actually, the radio network kind of takes hold. Once the season ends, then we have uh, we have Reds Fest that comes up in the holidays, obviously. After that, it's the caravan. You were at the affiliate luncheon the other day. Uh, so now we'll get back. I'll go back after the caravan and then start really building the network for the season and getting ready for that. Really no downtime. Now, it's all right. Have, has there been any discussions? Because I made quite the scene in the hitting cage. I mean, I was really putting the bat on the ball. A lot of talk. Any, any chance I'm going to get signed to maybe like a spring training deal? You know, I doubt it. So. <laughs> Nick's up there. Go ahead. Have a, uh, have a talk. See if you got some video. And then let's see what happens. You never know. Outstanding. Well, Joe, thanks again for coming to Jackson, man. We really, really do appreciate it. And Jackson County is Red's country, man. Hey, thank you all very much for coming out. We appreciate it. And thank you to the radio station. You're a great partnership. Thanks. Outstanding. And we would be remiss before we go today to thank all of our great clients who make Red's baseball possible on the air at Fox Sports 105.3 FM here in Jackson County. Thanks so much to Elko Aggregate, also our good friends at Coles Furniture uh, over in, uh, well, Pike County. We appreciate them. Also, thanks to Higgins Steel Roofing, uh, as well as ERA Martin and Associates, our good friends at Ramey's Homes. Honda Suzuki Polaris K&M of Jackson. Big news. We've got Cycle Search 2023 coming up. We'll have the details on that in just a week or so, so keep your ears on for that. Also, thanks to McDonald's of Jackson, Wellstead, MacArthur, and Oak Hill, as well as Vinton County National Bank. 
great locations all across Southern Ohio. Booth Real Estate and Insurance. Also, thank you to Monroe Collision Center, Nimco Propane, as well as Riser Equipment, RM Williams Funeral Service. Uh, also, thanks to Slark's Collision Center, Howard Hanna Realtors, and Remo's Card Shop on Bridge Street in Chillicothe. Again, thanks for listening to our live coverage of the Reds Caravan 2023 here on Mix 96 FM. Thanks so much to Lissa for listening today. And Matt and the Morning Crew will have more details bright and early tomorrow morning at 6 right here on your home of Real Fun Radio, Mix 96 FM.